Sarah Cook from Nerd Girl News and welcome to my first ever podcast. What? I know, I can't believe it either, but here we are. So um, first I wanna thank my friends at 705blackfly.com for creating me this super sick intro. Um, It's pretty dope, not gonna lie, I love it. So thank you guys so much for that and for believing in me. Appreciate it. Um, I haven't done anything like this since journalism school, so I'm a little bit nervous, but I had the opportunity to sit down and speak with Larian Studios writer, Stephen Rooney, who specializes in skeletons and vampires. I'm sure some of you know Fane from Divinity Original Sin 2, as well as Astarian from the upcoming Baldur's Gate 3. So Stephen and I sat down to chat about all things video game writing. And as a writer myself, the first thing I wanted to know is what is the difference between narrative design and video game writing? Are the two interchangeable? Let's find out. Narrative design is is a is a tricky kind of umbrella term because it will encompass just a whole lot of different things, kind of depending on what like company you land at or um, like what kind of game you're working on or whatever. So narrative design can be um, to talk about what what I know, which is you know fantasy RPGs at this stage. Uh, narrative design can be writing the overall story. It can be designing quests. It can be it, it can kind of encompass everything apart from putting actual like words on a page that then are translated into dialogue or translated into text that you'll read in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that narrative designers aren't also writers and writers aren't also narrative designers. There's a lot of overlap kind of between, between all of it. If someone comes to me and says like, oh, are you a narrative designer? I'm like, well, a, a little bit, but mostly I just write silly dialogue and try and get away with it um so yeah that's kind of the that's kind of the thing narrative design is a bigger is taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture in a lot of cases yeah kind of like looking at you know interaction with questing and the main storyline as well right um which is super cool i love all that stuff as a writer i mean i would say like my my how I even got into journalism is I played uh, Mass Effect for the first time mm-hmm. after I had my oldest daughter, and the story was so good I didn't want it to end. And I haven't written I hadn't written anything in years at the time, you know, those tumultuous teenage years and yeah. all of that. So the story ended, and I was like, but I don't want it to end. So I started writing fan fiction. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my god, how do you get paid to write? Seeing as I have absolutely no filter after babbling on about how I ended up in journalism school and why I started Nerd Girl News, I asked Stephen if he'd always worked in the video game industry, where he mentioned most video game writers come from varying backgrounds. This is one of the things about the people who come to, to, to write for video games. You'll, you'll find that they come from a whole bunch of different kind of backgrounds and everyone kind of brings their own little their own little piece of expertise to to a game because of that. One of my first jobs was writing a a text for a company that was making Facebook games, um, kind of around like the the Zork franchise and uh, just a a whole bunch of different things. And so I I ended up, so I had like a little bit of experience writing video games, although if, I think if you if you describe them as like games to a lot of people, they'd maybe steer a little bit and they'd be like, yeah, no, Farmville's a game, sure. Um, but you, you know what I mean. 
Yeah. 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 And so uh, then I did, I, I did a whole bunch of marketing work for a while and kind of uh, for a few years. And then I came to, came to Larian and I've been there for uh, almost just about eight years now. And um, so that's been kind of like the main chunk of my career. Um, has been I've been very very lucky to, to to get to work on some incredible games. I'm really excited for August 2023. Not going to lie, I played the early access of Baldur's Gate. I guess I bought it in 2021, and I had mm -hmm. um, been going through like a creative rut. Like I was working in journalism, you know, with the newspaper, but I hadn't drawn sure. in a while, and I hadn't written anything like creatively in a while. I've got like this little work in progress, um, like this sci-fi thing. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, when you get, when you're working, some, when you're writing as a job, sometimes it feels like a job. So playing Baldur's Gate kind of like, um, I started drawing again and, you know, my tab, I was like, oh, I'm going to write some fanfic. So um, that was nice. And, yeah. and actually, Astarian is a huge thing for that. So, because um, I was like, this character is hilarious. I love him. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm very glad. I'm very glad. Yeah, he's so cool. He's when it comes to creating anything, let alone characters, the process is never linear. So I asked Stephen about his process and, and some of the challenges of what some would call a pretty sweet game. Well, I mean, with any, with any creative kind of process and with any creative endeavor, the, the challenge is you, you come up with something and you're like, here's, here's this amazing thing that I've made. And it's like, no, like that's not either that's not kind of as that's not going to work as well as you think it's going to work or that's really great, but it's not going to work in this game or in this place in this game. And so there's a lot of of, of killing your children um, kind mm -hmm. of that happens over the process. So it's it's really important not to be not to be precious about anything and not to take anything personally. It's a process of, of nearly constant iteration. Um, at, at least at, at Larian, we we go over things again and again and again and again to try and make sure that it's that it's just right. The process of creating characters is a, is a tricky one because I know, in, right? in some cases they'll they'll come to you half formed, in some cases they come to you fully formed. In some cases you're banging your head against uh, a keyboard trying to make sense of something. Yeah. Um. The way that the way that things have kind of worked in in my experiences, there's just normally like a brainstorming session where like I will come up with maybe just like 10 different 10 different characters uh, with very very short kind of here's a concept for this person here's a concept for this person here's a concept for this person and then whittle the, those down to just the ones that seem most interesting because it's for me it's just a process of dumping as much of your brain out onto the page as possible and picking through the mostly garbage bits of it and then being like, oh, these, these, these two or three things, maybe there's something there. And then kind of like building them out and seeing what's the most interesting for you. And then showing them to other people and being like, oh, what's the most interesting for, for someone else? Because what I find interesting is very often not what other people find interesting. Like I have this amazing high concept character for something, something, something like that's real dumb and you're never going to translate it into a video game. I'm like, correct, thank you. That goes in the bit. Yeah. Um, the, the process of, of character creation is kind of like this one little, this one burst of creative excitement at the start. And then lots, just months and months of, oh, is this working? I don't think this is really working in this scene. We'll try and change this, we'll tweak this. And it's just constant fiddling and fixing to try and make sure that, that everything 
works as well as it can. There's always something that can be tweaked, cut, polished, rewritten, or completely ejected into the void of space never to be seen again. My draft folder is over 9,000. But we moved into talking about the super fun parts of writing for video games. The, the origin characters that you write for, the, 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 that you write in Larian are always going to be kind of the, the big things that kind of like overshadow everything else. Um, because, I mean, Fane and Astarian, they're the, they're the kind of, they're, they're the characters who are going to end up on like box art. And, and stuff like that. So, you know, there's there's things like that where you are just just incredibly proud. You you I get to I mean I I, I get to see pictures of the um like a lot of the promotional events like packs and stuff that people will do and we'll have people dressed up as as Fane and Shadowheart as two of the characters and I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. Um but I mean more than that, it's it's just kind of the way that it's the way that people will connect with the characters. It's the way that people will want to go out and do cosplay themselves of the characters. I get, I, I get kind of teary and kind of choked up when um, people care that much about the characters that they're like, "No, I'm going to go and invest like a huge amount of time and, and effort into this." Um, and I remember with with Fane, there was a there's a point where someone just wrote a, a blog post and kind of posted on Twitter, and it was just like, "Here's all the ways that like." I, as someone who will struggle with kind of anxiety and, and, and autism as well, I think kind of can, can relate to this character. I'm just like, oh, oh wow. Okay, yeah, that's... Seeing a character make a difference in people's lives is, is basically the long and the short answer. Fandoms are so cool. I mean, I think it's great that you interact with the fandom too. I see that you've retweeted things on, what was it, a Starry and Appreciation Day? That was a fun oh, day. <laughs> yeah. Historian fandom's good. a bit wild, eh? <laughs> it is. It's really it's pretty crazy. And um I'm incredibly grateful to the historian fandom. And it's not all just origin character writing. Writers write all the things. I mean, we we end up writing basically everything. Um it just kind of comes in in waves depending on what stage of the production the game is at. Yeah, and it must be kind of fun um you know to kind of have people to brainstorm and like bounce ideas off of with like I feel yeah. like that'd be a really fun aspect of the job <laughs> it is the, the the writing team feels feels really really good kind of as a group of people because you're just surrounded by um these people that particularly the, the people that would have worked with me on like DOS 2 because the team's gotten bigger and bigger because gate keeps getting bigger and bigger mm -hmm. um but from the, the, the people who, who worked with me on DOS 2, I'm just surrounded by these people who I'm in awe of. And I'm like, holy crap, you guys are so amazing. Here's my, here's my terrible little thing. What do you think? Okay, great, fantastic. And you can get kind of feedback. You can bounce stuff off of each other. So yeah. it's a really, really fun, very collaborative process a lot of the time. Each origin character tends to be controlled, by, tends to be written by like one person. And some people will, will have a couple of origin characters that they're, that they're in. That, that, that they write, like uh, Lazelle and Will are both written by the same guy, for example, who's uh, an absolute prolific machine, and I will never, I will never understand how anyone handles more than more than one origin character, but he does it with with skill and aplomb. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, but everyone, everyone writes everything essentially. Like um, I, I end up writing um, 
NPCs comes throughout the game, we end up, everyone ends up writing kind of the little text that you read in books. And at some point we'll get around to a whole bunch of menu text and stuff like that, that, that needs to be written. So it just comes in orders of priority, basically, where you'll have like obviously anything that is um, spoken and therefore will need um, voice recording and cinematic kind of treatment is always going to be the top priority. So anything that has to then be written, edited, recorded, sent on to our cinematic, um, sent on to the cinematic team and kind of handled that way is top pile. Then you end up with stuff that needs to be recorded but doesn't necessarily need cinematic treatment. Um, like voice barks, the little things that uh, an NPC will say when you're running around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then much lower in the priority list, you have 400 books that need to be written. Have a good, have a good week. Just have fun with that. Um, so. We'll meet those by 5 p.m. on Friday next week. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For those who've played a game that's ignited a creative spark somewhere in them and they wonder how they can end up writing in the video game industry, I asked Stephen for some pro tips on how to get there. The advice that I, I always give to anyone is that if you think there is a, 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 a single clear path into video game writing, you are wrong. Everyone <laughs> that I know on the team has kind of somehow bumbled their way into it. Um, and with the, the, the one thing that everyone, everyone has in common is just that they're, they're writing a whole bunch and they're passionate about, about what they do. Um, so those are the the two things that you just need to have, like an interest in video games, definitely, absolutely, for sure helps. Um, but the main thing is just to, to, to write a lot, and it doesn't matter anywhere near as much um, if it's if you're writing screenplays, if you're writing prose, if you're writing, if you're using something like Twine um, to to build your own very basic video games. That's always fantastic. Mm. Um, the important thing is to write and the important thing is to be passionate about what you're writing about and then just send out kind of application after application to any studio that that is looking um, that is looking to, to hire someone for, for video game writing um, that's pretty much it just keep kind of banging on the door and don't get um, discouraged you know, after many many rejections because there will probably be many many rejections and many close calls um but that's basically it writing be persistent so there you have it folks being a writer in the video game industry is attainable you just got to keep writing which kind of makes sense um and you know be persistent knock on those doors send the application do the thing i believe in you if nobody else does because if i can make a podcast that two people just listen to you can do anything. The sky is the limit, my friends. Big shout out to Stephen Rooney. Thank you so much for talking to me the other day and putting up with my really, really crappy internet. Um, that was hilarious. Um, you know, please check out the written article on nerdgirlnews.ca. That would mean the entire world to me. Um, and what aspect of the video game industry do you want to talk about next? I want to know everything. So, like, let me know in the comments below.